Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us at Full Send Living. I am your host, Nate Thompson, with... Ethan Bricker. And today, we're going to talk about Bible studies. We're going to talk about... <laughs> let's re- <laughs> <laughs> We're really going to talk about Nate's new book, Between Sundays. We're going to be in Chapter 2 this week, so you're going to yeah. want to hold on. Let's send it. Boo! Here we are. As we said in the intro, Mm -hmm. if you haven't already, you got to check out Nate's new book, Nate Thompson, Between Sundays, Stories from Childhood, Lessons for Life. Nate Thompson with Katie Thompson. Yes, my lovely. They wrote this together. We did. It's stories from Nate's childhood. It's beautiful. You got to buy it. And Yeah, Amazon. Yes, and it's extremely funny, and you will love it. Um, Thank you for those kind I words. I read it from cover to cover mm-hmm. in a week, and I said to myself multiple times, I don't even care that I know Nate. I would still freaking love this book. Thank you. So, yes, it's very good. Um, yeah, so we're in chapter two. Chapter, chapter two. two is Bible study. Bible That's study. Real. So Nate kind of d- discusses, like, when he was a child, he grew mm-hmm. up with his parents having Bible studies in their home. Yep. They'd be in the middle of very deep conversations. He would find his dog. Wiener dog, Oscar, just, just humping his bear. Humping his <laughs> stuffed animal. Drag it right into yeah. the middle of their Jesus circle and just, just dominate it. <laughs> it's, it's, way, it's really funny how it's laid out in the book. It's just it's true. It's uncomfortable. It's a- As you read it, you're like, I feel like I'm here right now. I'm you know, uncomfortable for you. You know what I wish? That, that was the one story where the editor... Literally was like, I think we should stop this story right here because I'm getting uncomfortable. <laughs> I think I went into too much detail, but it was uncomfortable, Melanie. And and we had to bring everybody into yeah. that. Yeah. But real life stuff happened. Like growing up when mom and dad would do these, their weird Bible studies with their friends, like all the kids were there. I know we would just drive them nuts because they'd be always trying to kick us out of the room that they were in. Yep. You know, and now as adults, Kate and I, we do that same exact thing. Like mm. we have our tribe of people and it's just the weirdest like parallel in my mind because what something strange side note is I am the age to bear that um, I am to my dad as a kid. Like my dad was 30. He had me. I was 30. I had bear. Oh wow. So okay. like the concept of like my friends and how I am in life right now. And then it's my like son, identical. Yeah, it's the weirdest like realization. So to think of the times where I'm just getting like, like at a Bible study where Bear almost pushed a kid out of the treehouse, and I just rocketed up from the chair and just start screaming at my son, <laughs> like I'm mad. Stop man. it! I'm trying to talk about Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and then all the golden doodles are just running around the yard and humping each other. I'm like, I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> Like, I don't know if the, they're good either. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. Uh, but that was like, that was like memory. Yeah. So Bible studies are essential. Yeah. Um, and it, the get together and the community, really it's the community, mm-hmm. like to come together and there's just something special about it. Yeah. This is actually the first like 
culture and community that I've been a part of that does um, Bible studies. Like Lydia and I met out at, at Bethel. Um, and I mean, we did like home churches and stuff like that um, as like uh, ministry school uh, students. And we would meet in each other's homes and stuff and do worship. And we would, we would read the Bible and, you know, discuss it. Mm-hmm. But it was way more like home church style where there'd be like worship and we'd pray for each other and be a little bit more like ministry focused. Yeah. Um, and I remember when we moved here and when you started your first one during um, COVID, mm-hmm. at least that was the first one that we were here for, right? Yeah, because I we yeah. did Kate and I tried we not tried one we did one with um, people at, that from work like I off yes, I just yeah. offered out this concept to coworkers like hey if you guys want to try this out with me um, let's let's try something yeah and, um, but then this was the first like yeah organized like straight up Bible study I mm-hmm. feel like yeah it was for as somebody who's been a Christian for a long time it was really refreshing um, that first one we went to because like. I don't think I realized how much if you don't hear other people's perspective of how they're reading the Bible, mm-hmm. you don't realize how much you could be missing by just a, a couple words and a couple different perspectives and stuff like that. Um, and that was the experience when we first, Lydia and I first went. It was you, we heard uh, your sister Kara said a couple things, and Mark and uh, Chantel said a couple different things, and we we were just sitting there like, wow like there's certain things in here I've never even considered before. And it's really powerful just sitting and reading the Bible with people who have read this same thing many times before. And you just start seeing all these light bulbs just start triggering. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it's just, it's just really powerful. It's something I feel like I've learned over the year and a half or so of doing it is, is that appreciating the perspective of others, of somebody else in the way that like, um, it's almost like a crime scene where people saw something happen and then you're like investigating their view of it in yeah. a way where it's like, well, you know, I saw this and then you're like, oh, I would have never seen that from the angle I was sitting in. Mm-hmm. And it's encouraging when you, for me to do that with friends and with just acquaintances or whoever come, because there's this sense of like one, you can, um, you can realize that other people are in a similar situation mm-hmm. and that cause there's, it's so often that when we, when we are segregated or separated from people that you believe it's just your problem. It's just your, everything is like overwhelming or whatever. You think you're the only one that deals with this, this or this. Mm-hmm. And then you come together in a group and then you start going through like the Bible or, you know, whatever book you're in. And then they, they might bring something that you're like, Dude, I've been wondering that same it's like thing. A, it's a mystery that many people still consider a yeah. mystery. Yeah. And to be able to like just put it out in front of people and let them also get eyes on it. Mm-hmm. And like in an environment that's like encouraging to like to, like, a, to, to ask, ask questions, yeah, and like, seek the Lord on yeah, it. Yeah, you know. Um, but also be okay with mystery. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like that kind of a culture is a hard one to have because there's some there's people who are so analytical that they want there yeah. has to be an answer and yeah. it's like well maybe there isn't you know yes. and then there's the opposite where it's like then there's then there's just the mystery side of things where it's like you have to be okay with just mystery but you also are like questioning God's character we had a moment in your last bible study that we went to and 
There was a moment where, um, you know, somebody had, they were like, I just don't feel like I can trust God because of this thing, Mm -hmm. like this thing that happened. Like, why would, if God's a good God, why would he let this happen? Um, and, and it was like such a really cool thing to see because everybody kind of just was like, we don't know, yeah. but here's what we do know. Mm-hmm. I know his character by the way that he went to the cross. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, and I feel like those are great moments because it's like, I can't fix your, I can't fix your questioning right now. Right. And I can't answer, I'm not going to be able to give you the answer you want right now. But what I can give is what my process has looked at like, which is I saw what Jesus did on the cross. That's a great defining moment of character, you know, like yeah. integrity, his value for us. And it's like, if that's who God is, then I have to interpret everything through that lens. And if I don't interpret it through that lens, then it's then it's confusing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like... Mm-hmm. There's opportunities at a Bible study where you can say, let me just give you a different pair of lenses real quick so you can get a little more clarity. It's not going to give you all the clarity, but maybe a little bit more. Yeah, and I think um, one thing Kate and I have learned is just the realization of the statement, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like that, there's freedom in that. As like, because I think for people, even right now, you might be kind of like thinking, maybe you've thought about like, well, what if, man, what if we did have like some friends over for a Bible study or whatever? And then you think like, well, who's going to lead it? And what happens if a really hard question gets asked? Oh, and they do. Yeah. If you allow it, they do. And there's nothing more special. I think (laughs) like, it's like when you're with people and you can just, um, you can, one, the gospel is going to defend itself. Mm -hmm. It's the gospel. It's like, you, all you're doing is presenting it. Like I've, I've definitely learned like over the course of the year and a half, cause I've, I guess, cause we're kind of in charge of it, but there's a feeling in me where I'm like, I'm not necessarily in charge, but I guess at the end of it, I feel like I am I, for mm-hmm. my Bible study. Like I pretty much read all the time, but like it went from like, there's, and it still comes into my mind. I'm not going to lie. It comes into my mind. Like, I feel like I need to say something right now. I wish I had something to say. Cause like, mm-hmm. I'll read like a, we'll just read. We read generally like a chapter or two each time. And then I'll just stop. And then it's just like either awkwardly silent. Cause like, there's like 15 people just like, yeah, waiting for, it's just so funny. But then there's times where you read something that's kind of heavy and you know it, mm-hmm. like as you're reading it, like there's so many potential questions in here. And I'm thinking, I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. how this is going to go. But when you give it the room to let people bring in a question that either you have or you've had or you're working through or you never even thought of, mm-hmm. it brings a new dynamic to your faith where it's like, if the Lord can't handle this, then that's a problem in itself. Yeah. You know, and I feel like to trust the Lord with your Bible study and that it's his word and you're presenting it. There's a fear and it's, it's a, there's a good respect that should be there that you can misinterpret things mm-hmm. and you can tell somebody completely and wrong, get it wrong yeah. and you can get it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's hope, a lot of, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of that at a Bible study, honestly, because there's a lot of like, well, maybe this could be true. And you know, there is a lot of like, Okay, but if you, you know what I mean? But if we look at this verse, it says that's not true. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and um, But that's the danger of Bible studies if you're in a culture of people who like debating. Yes. And that's why I think you did, you've you done such a good job at setting the tone 
to make sure that the Bible study stays pure. The goal is not to debate. The goal is to find revelation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's the the, the hope is that um, to always for me, I, I want to bring the questions forward because it's like even if today the Lord hasn't revealed to you, to me, or to anybody in the room the answer to this question, I want somebody to know I have this question and I got to get it out of my head. Mm -hmm. Like I need eyes on this thing and I want my friends to see it too. I think that vulnerability um, with the gospel has to be there. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times for us when we strictly rely on one person's view of the, of the Bible, um, it's not necessarily bad, but I feel like there's a vulnerability that's missing there to where if they're not there anymore, Mm-hmm. then neither is the Bible in the yeah. sense that like for, for you to be able to like kind of get into it yourself. And, and I think one, the Bible is meant for community. It's meant to be discussed and to be mulled over and kicked back and forth in the way of like, what do you, because there's a version of the Lord from your experiences that you have. Exactly. That yeah. I, I, I just want to hear it. I want you to bring your little basket of fruit to the table mm-hmm. and all of us to be like, like sample of platters mm-hmm. of the Lord, you know? And it's cool because you could get a sample and you could walk home and, and that sample might lead to an entire buffet Dude. for you. Yeah. You know? Um, I was, while you were talking, I was thinking about, um, a few years ago, our friend Zach, shout out to Zach. Zach. He, he reached out to me one day and he was just like, Hey, I need clarification. He was reading Exodus and you know, you've got Pharaoh and the Israelites were in Egypt and Moses is like, let my people go. And Pharaoh doesn't want to. And there's a specific verses where it says that the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he struggled with that. He would, And so he calls me and he's just like, I just don't feel like God, if he's a good God, would harden Pharaoh's heart. Like his goal was to get the Israelites out, you know, like why would he harden his heart and keep and keep his people there if it was going to mean plagues and things like that? Um, and my response to him when he asked me that, I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know, dude. I'm not like no clue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, I don't I was like, I don't know, dude. I don't have the answer for that one. Like I did. And I didn't, I had no answer. And then at least at the very least, it was three years later, uh, this last year, um, it could have been longer. It may have been four or five years cause we were still at, um, the North river road. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and basically, uh, when, when he had asked me that was, but so I'm reading Exodus at the time this last year and I come across that thing and I'm like, and I'm thinking like, Oh, I remember what Zach asked me about this. So I'm like, whatever, I just keep reading. And all of a sudden the Lord just like showed me, I just feel like he'd like, he like showed me what it could mean. Mm-hmm. I, and so like, it's kind of one of those things that's like, yeah, I'll say it. So this is what I believe it was. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying this is doctrine or truth, but so he, the Lord showed me is like, if, if I tell you something you don't want to hear and you don't want to do, what does that usually do? If you don't want to repent and you don't want to walk away, oh, it's going to get you. It makes you more mm-hmm. angry and yeah. you want to resist and resistance is hardening your heart. Mm-hmm. And so like in that moment, I saw like the Lord didn't harden Pharaoh's heart. The Lord spoke, Pharaoh resisted, thus the Lord hardened his heart because Pharaoh didn't want to do what he had to say. So God just kept saying, please do this, do this. 
do this. So yes, he was hardening his heart, but it's because Pharaoh set his heart up in a position to be hardened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so that was like it. That was one of those examples where I was like, "Whoa!" So I literally dude, ca- I called called, called Zach. I was like, "Bro, <laughs> years, do you remember dude, five years?" Ago? I literally that's literally I was like, "Dude, do you remember when you asked me this like forever ago?" And he was like, "Yeah, I do remember." And then I told him, and I felt like I was like, "Do you hear this?" <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm, and no offense, Zach, but my interpretation uh, was you were like, "Okay, crazy, yeah, that's cool and all. Awesome. Have a good night." Like I haven't, like, I haven't even years. thought about that. I really don't care now. <laughs> I literally was like, whoa. So yeah. I literally called him just to be like, dude, this is, I feel like this could be true. Like that it wasn't the Lord purposely hardening his heart the way that it's phrased out to be. It was the, it was that the Lord, just like how, if I told you something you didn't want to hear my oh, words it, hardened your yeah, heart, it, but it has nothing to do with my words and it has everything to do with your heart, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? Dude, and totally. So uh, that was, when, yeah, Bible yeah, study example, you know? Well, that's the thing, though. And then even to think, too, of, like, um, like the willingness to be open in that moment of, like, I and this is going to sound maybe a little bit of a stretch, but I feel like it's so true. One, the willingness for him to share, I don't understand I don't even this. know. I don't Vulnerability. get this. Yeah. And then for you to say, man, I don't know either. Mm-hmm. Five years later, something's revealed to you for you to then reach back out and be like, Hey, I've had this also in my mind, like, like just the remembrance of it, how even in that moment you could have just been like, he's not going to remember. Why why waste my time to share something that I'm just learning, you know, four years, like whatever, how many Mm -hmm. years later, like just that, like vulnerability to be like, I'm, I'm learning. The Lord is showing this to me this many years later. And I want to just share it with you. Yeah. Well, and on that, I don't know that I would have gotten it without Zach's vulnerability. You know what I mean? Yes. I don't know that I would have read that verse and said, man, God, I don't, I didn't know that back then. I'd like to know now. Cause that's mm-hmm. what, when I'm opening up my Bible, I do that a lot where I'm like, God, I don't understand this. If you want to tell me that'd be awesome. Yeah. But if you don't, I'm okay. We'll keep going until and like, you think know, like how- and that I know I wouldn't have t- came back to that. I think right. I would have just been like, Oh, your heart didn't start. But and, and if Zach that didn't asked the speak question. to you, would it have ever, how long would it have been in the way that when you come together and you just start kind of just reading through the chapter and take a break, something's going to stick out to you that doesn't mm-hmm. stick out to me that all of a sudden now you're like, Hey, the Lord showed me this, this, and this about this. And I'm just like, Whoa, I would have never thought of that. I yeah. would have, that would have never come into my mind. And then, you know, a couple of verses later, I'm doing that on the other side for you. And then, then we get to a spot where none of us know. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, all right, Lord, I'm just going to trust that you are going to reveal this to us. Yeah. And we're going to keep moving through your word. There's this, I, I want to just encourage you guys just not have this like intimidation to get into the Bible itself. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, dude, even with this book, it's my, it's my revelations that the Lord gave me. Mm-hmm. And it's like to share them is great, but there's like his revelation for you yeah. that, it's that's going to have so much more weight than anything somebody else is going to say. And I think to encourage you to just get into the word is like, um, doing, doing it with friends. There's something fun about it. You would be surprised how many other weird friends you guys have that would be like, yeah, I'll do a Bible study. Yeah. Yeah, man. And just sit around your house and you can start with even like, um, I love the book of James. I've always Mm -hmm. loved that book. It's practical. 
and it's short. It's like five chapters. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's 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 manageable to like start an idea of like let's just read through this and see what we get out of it. Yeah, I um I am thinking about Bill Johnson when he talks about like revelation and mysteries of of the Lord and everything. He said this thing when we were in ministry school, and it wrecked me. Um, he said, God doesn't hide things from you. He hides things for you. Do you? So, like, the difference is mm-hmm. hiding something from you means I don't want you to ever find this. Mm-hmm. Hiding things for you is like an Easter egg hunt, and you're saying, hey, kids, there's Easter eggs outside. Go yeah. get them. You know what I mean? There's There's a level of, like, how when I'm as a father, if I'm doing an Easter egg hunt or, or am I hiding something for my kid, depending on their size, I'm going to put it down lower or higher mm-hmm. and make it either more challenging because the reward is going to be bigger. Yeah. Um, and I just think like sometimes we get so caught up with the unknown or the mystery and it's like he's not hiding something from you. He's hiding something for you to find. Yeah. Like, and it's not this like, and it's not a cat and mouse game either. It's literally just there's certain things you can only get with a certain level of hunger. Mm-hmm. You know what Dude, I mean? That's because so true. like, if you don't have a hunger and a desire for the Lord, He's not going to give you desire. He's not going to give you um, revelation without hunger and desire. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen because it revelation without hunger and desire is like it's like sex outside of marriage it's like prostitution there's not it's not real intimacy it is a version of intimacy mm-hmm. but it's not real intimacy right. you know what i mean yeah hopefully that makes sense no dude, it does. i think quick. it did but that's cool <laughs> it did no it, <laughs> you're <laughs> no, right it's true it it's yeah. true it's not yep. not true so yeah i think um dude bible studies getting in the word um how do we send it Either go to a Bible study <laughs> or start one. <laughs> Bam. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I think that's, honestly, I think that's, uh, I think, ask yourself this question. Should, is the Lord calling me to start a Bible study? Mm-hmm. Like how you literally were like, I'm going to start a Bible study in the break room of McLaren Hospital. Yeah. You know what I mean, just, Let's that was your it. spot. And that and, was, yeah. And then even too, like at the house, like at your house or whatever, like, um, to just know that you you can do it. Like the Lord is like, all he wants us, like, I feel like the start of it is trust the Holy Spirit to, I mean, it's what he, he literally says, he's the comforter and the guide. And our, like, he's, he, he can help you. <laughs> like in the way that when you read the word, you don't have to take on the responsibility to interpret the word at all times. I feel like the Holy Spirit will give it to you as you need it. And coming together with friends and, going into the Bible is just a whole new experience that I think will really open up our eyes to seeing the word come more to life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if you're not, if you don't feel like God's calling you to start one, then find one. Yeah. Yeah. And even if that's a Wednesday night at your church or Mm -hmm. something like that, get around somewhere where people are reading the Bible together and discussing it. Yeah. Yep. Awesome, guys. As always, make sure you subscribe. Mm -hmm. Buy Nate's book. Yeah, try it out. It's on Amazon. In between, I Dang always it. want to say in between. Sundays. I almost called it in between, between Sundays. Sundays. Between Sundays, stories from childhood, lessons from life, um, and as always, please write a review on iTunes and on Spotify. Yep. If you just click the little three circle button thing, um, there's a rating section that helps us get in front of more people. We appreciate that. 
Subscribe on YouTube. You can watch us anytime. Mm -hmm. We have all of our episodes up there. Yes. And And we appreciate it. Yeah, we do. And we love you guys. And thanks for being loyal. Yeah, man. Yeah. Way to be. Way to be. We'll catch you on the flippity flip. Yeah, let's end every episode that way. (laughs) 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 We did last one. (laughs) Okay, bye guys. Bye bye. (laughs)